Braves Today podcast, bravestoday.com, Braves underscore today on the Twitter, all brought to you by prizepicks.com. Promo code CHOP so you can get that risk-free money. He is Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. Welcome into Braves Today. And the Braves lose. What is going on? We're all <laughs> melting down. If you read message boards, if you read Twitter, we suck again. <laughs> you know, I wrote a mailbag on the off day, and the questions were surprisingly like not the sky is falling, except yeah. for anything that involved Marcelo Zuna. Like that was there was that, and then other than that, everybody else is just like incremental small changes. Like for the for the most part, Braves fans are fine with the fact they lost a game, yeah. and I think it's because they they won a bunch before that. So surprising. We do you remember your picks? Did you did you go one and two or did you go two and one? I went two and one. I went two and okay. one. You said one and two. Yeah, so. I, I thought it was going to be a letdown. Uh, that you mentioned Ozuna. Uh, that's not in the rundown, but I will bring him up. Uh, I was a little confused about that pinch hit situation at the end of the ball game, putting him yeah. in. Uh, I have a theory on that. I have a theory that that was a Snitaker uh, putting forth a challenge because they've already got two wins out of the out of the series. And so it was a challenge to Ozuna to be like, all right, here's your opportunity to shut some people up, including in our clubhouse and in our upper management. And I got to be honest with you, Lindsay, it was a win for me because as soon as he put him in, I thought, double play. We're going to end the game right here. (laughs) Between that and then the Arizona Diamondbacks being bold enough to go ahead and DFA Madison Bumgarner and eat a similar amount of money. It's like, okay, yeah, I think think we're winning. The one thing I will give Marcelo Ozuna, okay, is – he hits the ball hard. He does. The, the hard hit rate, the average for MLB is about 36%. He's sitting at like 43% this year. So he's hitting the ball hard. He's just hitting it right at people. His like he, he it, his average launch angle is like below 10 degrees. It's virtually at best a line drive every time he hits it. And he's just he's underperforming every advanced stat and he's just not making it happen. And at this point, just eat the money and move on. Let's yeah, because I don't want to give him a ton of credit because there are a lot of pitch. I mean, uh, hitting coaches that I've talked to before that they will say anytime a guy is fouling ball straight back, that means he's got a bead on it. He's just missing it. He's just he's, you know, it if, if it's going straight back, especially straight back with velocity, not like not like a pop up foul ball, but basically a line drive right back to the screen, which is what mm-hmm. he did the other day. Yep, four times, and I thought, great. Not that I didn't want the Braves to win, but I thought. He's going to launch one 450 feet, and the entire management crew is going to be like, oh, great, awesome. We can keep he's him now. Yeah. yeah, he's back. And I did not want that to happen. So that was I was pulling for no home run, and I was also pulling for no double play. And he did exactly what I needed him to do, which was strike out and give somebody else an opportunity to get to the play. Uh, so <laughs> I got my wish. I just didn't get the results that I wanted. Uh, so, yeah, that's the Ozuna thing. Uh, it, you know, coming off that uh, series victory over the Padres, uh, what do we think of the Padres? Because they were in, basically, they were in every game. I mean, Atlanta's defense and and timely hitting uh, put them into it. You know, even when they got, even when Atlanta blew the Padres out, it was it was late in the game. It, we had dipped into their bullpen. Uh, mm-hmm. Other than that, they hung around the entire time. So uh, you buying or selling the Padres? And the reason I ask that is because everything goes through LA out there. I am I am buying the Padres right now simply because so many of the, like so many people in their lineup have underperformed mm-hmm. what they historically have done. Right now, everybody in the Padres lineup except for Xander Bogarts is batting under 300. I mean, Juan Soto's batting 194. That's not Juan Soto. 
No. You know, Manny Machado is batting 241 with a 316 slugging. It would have been higher if he didn't get robbed at the wall yes. by Sam Hilliard. Yes. But like these are all significantly under their career norms. And so I think this is a team that's just, they stumbled a little bit. They've been behind in some games. Like you mm-hmm. mentioned, they've been in them, but they just have, they've gotten some bad breaks. We don't acknowledge enough the, the role that luck plays in baseball. And mm. so a couple balls come down that didn't come down or, or find a hole that didn't, that didn't find a hole before. Their season looks a little bit different because they've had so many close close losses. I'm buying at a discount if I can on the Padres. Oh, you can get a discount now because that price is about to go up when Tatis returns. I don't know what his scheduled date of return is. Um, personal feelings on that matter. Oh, it's tomorrow, Friday. Wow, um, He's back on Friday. My personal opinion on that matter is, I agree with some of the pitching at the minor league level that has complained about him being able to do a quote unquote. It's not a rehab start. It's just him getting some swings in and mm-hmm. getting some play in. I think when you're suspended 50 games, you're suspended 50 games. And, you know, if my work suspends me for a month, I can't just show up up there and start recording commercials or something on the, on the side for a little yeah. extra year. Like, I've got to stay away. Uh, and I think that that's the way it should be with Major League Baseball. I understand mm-hmm. why they do it, prevent injuries so he doesn't come back and, you know, not to hurt the team because he also – He's a superstar. They they love the fact that he's selling out crowds. El, at, El Paso. Yeah. Yeah. In El Paso. And the fact that they're looking forward to his return whenever he comes to sin. And they're they they have good crowds already. They're going to get even better with him back in the lineup. So yeah, if you're going to buy him, buy him tonight before he comes back because that price is about to go up. And I do think that Padres are real. I know everything goes through L.A., but right now I think the Padres are a better ball club than L.A., just in my opinion. Uh, I could be, as you just said, ball bounces a certain way a couple of times for the Padres, and they've got a totally different season running right now. And if Tatis doesn't juice himself last year, then they probably start the year a whole lot better than what they're doing. So a lot of what ifs with the San Diego Padres. Them being one uh, – what is it? Um, um, Him being – like missing these games uh, has been has just done a thing on them. He's their leadoff guy. He's obviously the dynamic talent. He's their version of Ronald Acuna at the top mm-hmm. of the lineup. If you take Ronald Acuna Jr. out of this lineup, it's a different looking lineup to start the season. And they're one through four when he's back of him, Soto, Machado, and Bogarts is probably as good as any one through four in baseball, including ours. Just mm-hmm. just as good. So no, I agree. Definitely buy him. Uh, and uh, speaking of, you just mentioned uh, Hilliard's robbery of the home run. Uh, Atlanta's defense looked really good this weekend or this past week. And it, and I think that's something that a lot of people are not giving credit for. They're giving credit to the pitching, which the pitching has been good. Uh, but the defense has just been spectacular. Everything from Hilliard. Acuna had a couple, not necessarily robbed from over the wall, but still, anytime a guy's going crashing into a fence and hangs onto a ball, that's always a plus in my in my mind. The Braves are doing a very good job of not only getting the balls they're supposed to get, but Mm. having a shot at all of the ones that you're not necessarily supposed to get. I want to say error-wise, Atlanta's got maybe nine errors on the season, Mm -hmm. and they've turned twice as many double plays. They have 18 double plays to nine errors, which is pretty healthy ratio, and it just feels like even Von Grissom, he had a rocky first game or two once he first came up, and then since then, he's been a little more comfortable with the defensive rhythms uh, doing what he needs to do. I still don't understand defensive statistics. They say Austin Riley is one of the worst third basemen in baseball defensively. I don't understand how that works. He passes the eye test. He obviously looks good. But I never worry about 
this defense not making the routine play. And I think that's right. a big part of it. They dominate the routine play and it doing things like that can cover up an occasional mistake here and there. You mentioned Ronald Acuna. We can't go a show without talking about him because right now he may be the, the best player in baseball. That, not even my words, not your words, that was Manny Machado's words after game one. Him knowing he has a teammate in Tatis and him still saying that, making that statement. That's a pretty big, that's a pretty big compliment coming from a guy like that. Ronald Acuna Jr. leads all of baseball in runs scored, and he is up there in a bunch of other categories. His OPS is just about a thousand. Uh, he's, I mean, he he's stolen eight bags already. He does just about everything he wants to. Well, the only thing we haven't really seen him do is hit a bunch of home runs. He's mm-hmm. being a lot more patient at the plate, and I think you touched on this last time that we recorded. That first swing is his. Yes. And after that, he is very much focused on doing what the team needs him to do. And in the past that second strike would be his, and sometimes that third strike would be his. And so yeah. it's a little bit of maturity and growth from the 25-year-old, but I, it's it's hard to, ref, to refute the point. He is the mm-hmm. best player in baseball right now. Uh, he is the catalyst that makes this team go. He's a threat on the base pass. He's a threat on the outfield. He's a threat at the plate. You have to respect Ronald Acuna Jr. from the very first pitch of the game. Yeah, there are guys that were uh, stranded on third, stranded on second. They didn't even attempt to run on him. And I did like his little nod, a little blooper that went in right field, and he he asked the runner, "Do you want to? Do you 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 want to try second? I mean, it's well, up to you. You, you can go. It'd be it's fun a, for it'd be yeah. fun for me. I need to pad my stats. You go. You you just go right ahead. But uh, I I do find it. Uh, you you mentioned the and we talked about it about that first swing being his, and then him kind of tempering it back a little bit. Also, the one thing that I noticed this past weekend that he's doing, he's not swinging at stupid 3-0 pitches. He mm-hmm. did that last year, and I get the green light. I think he should have the green light. Uh, a lot of times they're going to – but he, I think he earned a reputation amongst pitchers where even at 3-0, he's not getting anything. And so this year he is, he is getting base on balls, and he's getting on base, and he's using his wheels to go ahead and take second. So he's realizing that a walk could essentially be a double. Uh, it doesn't show up that way in the stat column, but uh, from uh, from a, um, a looks standpoint, it shows up that way with the team. And I think that is paying dividends for him. Having that 3-0, 3-1-I to not go fishing because he knows they've learned he's – they can't give him anything belt high and flat. <laughs> you just can't. It's gone. And, and, uh, and, and he's one that – you can't go in on him and you can't go out on him. So he's realized that at 3031, he's still going to see something off off speed. He's not going to see that grooved fastball that they can try to get back in the count against him. Mm-hmm. And and to your point of on the patience at the plate for not only him, but everybody. Yes. La- and granted, sample sizes are different, but last year the team's on base percentage was under 320. At this point in the year, Atlanta has the third best on base percentage in baseball at 345. It's been a point of emphasis for a lot of the team. Uh, just about everybody. The one exception to me that I've noticed feels like it's Matt Olson. Mm-hmm. Matt Olson still, I think he leads baseball right now in strikeouts. He, he's the only one that really doesn't have as evolved an approach as he needs to have as far as when it gets later in the count and he's behind putting the ball in play versus getting a strikeout. Other than that, the team's done a really good job of focusing on, I just need to, to get on base. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, however it is, a walk, whatever, let's be selective. Let's wait for a pitch we can drive. And if that's not that, we're just going to take it at 3-0. Before we get into pitching matchups, I want, do want to mention uh, pitching uh, Soroka. They showed some highlights. 
uh, of him and rehab start. Number one, he looks a little thicker, looks a mm-hmm. little wider. Maybe the rehab start had some sit down meals that went along with it. Not sure, but uh, he's, uh, but I also think he's bulked up a little bit and, uh, and trying to strengthen his body. And so uh, he looked it good in the highlights, but I told you before we came on, that's why they're called highlights. We don't get to see the rest of it. Uh, what, what's your take on number one, how he's doing number two, when do you think we may possibly see him? Yeah. So when you see him being thicker, I've talked to plenty of prospects who have had Tommy John surgery and, and other long lingering rehab stents for injuries. And one of the common themes behind those longer rehab stents is you have plenty of time to put in the work to do the lifting and things like that. So you're going to see a guy be a little thicker when he comes back from any sort of mm-hmm. long layoff. But I'm impressed with the pitch count, how he's able to get deeper into games. He pitched the other day for AAA Gwinnett, got to 91 pitches. I do want to temper expectations on, is he ready to come back or not? The velocity, so the the sinker capped out, like the, the, the average was about 91 miles an hour. It capped out just under 94. The four-seamer averaged about 92, uh, topped out just under 95. But he threw 91 pitches. He only got nine swings and misses. So uh, one of the common things you can look for when you combine uh, called strikes plus Mm -hmm. swings and misses, the rate, it's called CSW rate. And the the average in Major League Baseball is about 30%. So in essence, one-third of all your pitches should be either a swing and miss or a called strike. He was at 23% in that start. And he wasn't playing a fantastic team. He was playing... The Omaha Storm Chasers, Triple A mm-hmm. for Kansas City, who mm-hmm. not a great farm system, not a great big league team, not like they had tons of talent. And so from having watched most of that game, I pulled that game up on MILB.tv, I would say he's probably at best four, four or so weeks away. I'd want to see him get four to five more starts just to wait for a little bit more of that velocity to come back, get more comfortable with the changeup. He only threw it three times. And so right now, it's very much a four-seam fastball, two-seam fastball, slider kind of game. He needs Mm -hmm. to get that off-speed pitch where he trusts it and where it's working before he can come back and try to start again at the major league level. So that everybody temper your expectations a little bit. Really quickly, uh, Houston this weekend, we'll recap that series on Monday. Your expectations, I'm going two and one against Houston. I am also going two and one. I feel good about the Braves' Uh, uh, pitching, handling this, the, for the most part, handling this depleted lineup a bit without uh, Bregman, without Altuve. I am a little curious about how the Braves do against some of this pitching. Framber Valdez, Hunter Brown, but I think two and one. Apple TV on Friday night, Bali Sports on Saturday and Sunday. So <laughs> nobody's going to watch Friday night. We'll have takeaways <laughs> on yeah. bravestoday.com after the game if you can't watch it. <laughs> which a lot of people will not be able to do. He's Lindsey Crosby. I'm Ben Taylor. It's been brought to you by prizepicks.com, Braves Today podcast, Braves underscore today on Twitter, or bravestoday.com. Thanks, Lindsey. Thanks for having me. Stop on.